Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Lewis Goody. This week, I have a guest. Woohoo! Which, uh, who rather, I met this morning. I haven't seen her for a very, very long time. And she goes by the name of Grace Savage. I first met Grace in the National Youth Theatre. We were doing a show called East to East, where we had a live feed set up from East London to China, <laughs> the Far East. And we, I can't remember exactly what we did other than wear random weird costumes and stand on plinths. It was super fun. And I really enjoyed the social side of it and meeting awesome people like Grace. Grace is an is a is a singer, actor, and beatboxer. Grace Savage, listed as one of L's UK top 100 inspiring women, is a two times UK female beatbox champion 2012 and 13, and a two times UK team beatbox champion 2015-16. Grace has played a long list of established venues with her solo music, including including Jamie Oliver's Big Festival, Glastonbury, Shambhala, Latitude, As One, Love Box, Roundhouse, O2 Academy, Islington, Barfly, Camden, The Lexington, and The Bedford. Most recently, she supported Beardy Man at Radio One's Academy, showcased new material at Music Tech Fest Berlin, and SBTV Rise, supported Scott Mills and Femme at Soho Farmhouse, and shared the bill with Nadia Rose at the British House in Brazil for the Rio Olympics 2016. Acting work, Grace was selected as one of the Guardian's top 10 standout theatrical performances of 2014 in her role as Jade in Home at the National Theatre, which was awesome. She had a one-woman show at the Soho Theatre called Blind. Grace has received ongoing support from BBC Introducing and SBTV throughout her career, and this year has been working with Odd Child Music. She is uh, she's basically smashing it, and she will be independently releasing her new EP in 2017. Uh, I believe she said June. She says it at the end of the episode. I can't remember exactly what she said. Um, we met up, uh, went to a Thai restaurant, and ordered a Coke and an apple juice and some prawn crackers to find a quiet space where we could uh, we could catch up and talk about how awesome Grace is between her meetings and busy schedule. Um, she'd just come from working in a hospital, working with kids, teaching kids beatboxing to help with their breathing. We should I meant to go more into that, but I've completely forgot. She was on a tight time limit, um, but hopefully. Since this, I hope to be able to spend more time with Grace because she is fucking awesome. And uh, she's currently releasing this EP. She's on Spotify. Follow her on Spotify. Grace Savage, Medusa, Beatbox Interlude. Medusa is uh, is the song that I have been checking out. It's pretty fucking good. She's just a good all-rounder. Follow her on Twitter at underscore... Follow her on Twitter at underscore underscore why is that so difficult? Follow her on Twitter at underscore Grace Savage. Be sure to follow her and and just check out everything she's up to. Check out all the old videos of her beatboxing as well, because that's fucking awesome. Um, and yeah, she's just she's blow blows me away in all manner of ways. Anyway, the sound is well, put it this way: they were playing techno music in the Thai restaurant, um, and I sound weird because I've got that strange sort of embarrassed, like, oh my god, we're doing a podcast in like a a, a place. Um, I better like keep my voice down a bit. Weird thing going on. I need to sort that out. But you know, maybe I can tweak the sound a bit. Hopefully, it will sound all right. I think it sounds fine. There's just a kind of a, a techno beat 
and someone bringing us drinks at some point. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. But yeah, I'll, I'll do a little recap on where to follow Grace at the end of this. She's fucking awesome. Check her out and enjoy Grace Savage. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Been, yeah, it has been over ten years. Yeah. When was that? What show were we doing? That like weird flash mob thing. East to east. To east or east is east. I think it's east, east to east. Oh yeah, because it was. So they have like a live feed or something. Which went wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, it went so wrong. <laughs> and we were expecting like two hundred people in the audience. We were really yeah. excited because we were in like seventeen, eighteen, yeah, yeah, Canary yeah. Wharf, and like we're five people hats. turned up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was dressed as a security guard. Oh god, dude, do you remember what I had on my head? No. I had like you know those like lamp shades you get from IKEA the big mm. like uh, big globy thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I had a massive one of those on my head. Yeah yeah yeah. So weird. But a really cool Adidas shirt. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I had like all white. Didn't get to keep it though. No, they wouldn't let me. All I remember is saying "Dong Shoo Dong." Yeah, man. East to East. That stayed with me. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only Chinese I know. Yeah exactly. Oh Mandarin. Yeah, because there's like tonal, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. How things have changed. How things have changed, (laughs) dude. It's been such a long time. And it's weird, I barely even remember that show. I think I remember having a really bad time. Like, I didn't enjoy myself doing the work. No. Like, when we were in doing stuff, but when we were socialising and shit, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we stayed in the the generator place, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Cause we were just at that age where it was like pre-uni, wasn't it? One year pre-uni. Yeah, yeah and I think I just found out that I had got gotten into Guildhall. Mm. And I remember the night that I found out, or the or had I found out, or had I just had a recall? Something good had happened, and we mm. went out to uh, Club One Thousand and One. Do you remember that? I don't think I came. I had a chest infection. No, you were there, man. Was I? Yeah. Oh God. Thanks. Great. Cheers. Thank you. I remember because. Do you not remember what happened in there? This is like stuck with me for years. No, what? I'm trying to think of a good way, an entertaining way to go into this. Okay. We were all going out. It was like the end of something and, and I just found out about this drama school thing and um, we went to Club 1001 in Brick Lane and we were sat in there for about, I don't know, 10 minutes and it was like hardcore like drum and bass music playing and we were all sat around this tape, like a low table with these sofas. Yeah. And all of a sudden the music stopped, yeah. the lights came up, and there were police pushing our heads between our legs and telling everyone not to move. And it was a massive drugs raid. Yeah. I remember. Oh my God, I feel like that was a bad dream, but that actually happened. Dude, it was terrifying. Yeah. And we all got like put into these like corners of the We were probably underage as well, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and we were all getting searched, and then this dude got dragged out of the club. He got like, he was freaking out. They found a ma- where we were sat. They found uh, like a big bag of white powder right. underneath, taped underneath the benches that we were sat on. Oh my god! Yeah. How have I forgotten that? Oh, dude, it's so vivid in my head. I think maybe I was quite drunk. Maybe I've exaggerated. <laughs> no, this is definitely, <laughs> definitely all coming happened. back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was screaming and shouting, and they had they. I remember because they 
they not only did they handcuff him, but he was wiling out, so they like duct taped his legs together. Whoa. Yeah, so he couldn't like kick around, and then they carried him out down yeah. this other like back entry. I do remember all of that. It's not really vivid, but like I definitely remember that specific table you, you're talking yeah, about, yeah. and I remember the lights turning off, yeah. and it being something to do with a drug raid. So weird. And all oh the, all the police were just wearing like black hoodies. It was like. Yeah, the most real thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh my god, I was probably pro- still a proper little Devon bird then, so that would have been like some yeah, scary dude. London <laughs> night yeah. out in London. Okay. Where are you from? I'm again? from Plymouth. Oh my god. You're Exeter, right? Yeah. 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 Um, do you go back down there much anymore? I actually went back this weekend. Yeah. But not to see my family, to see uh, my girlfriend's friend. Mm-hmm. So it was in Sulcombe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's was, quite near me. Oh my god, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it's lovely. We went to Dartmoor. Yeah. We went like on a boat around the. Is it the S something estuary? Yeah, is it like uh, Kingsbridge, like near there? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was Kingsbridge. Yeah, and it was like it was like being in the Caribbean. Or something. Yeah, it was like a boiling hot today. Day, I got like completely sunburned, <laughs> 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 gingerfied. <laughs> but I just came back from it and was like, well, I just feel like I've been on holiday. Yeah, and we went to Hope Cove as well, yeah, that yeah, beach, yeah. and lovely. the sunset was gorgeous. It's a beautiful part of the world. Man. And I came back to London. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you ever think that? Like, what do I need to be here? Like, do, is it just... It sucks you in. Yeah, you I feel know, like man. you have to be here. Yeah, totally. And you do, really, for, mm. this, for the kind of thing that you do, I guess. Yeah. Do you, um... Sorry. I don't know why I got Coke. I've never, I haven't drank Coke for years. Cheapest <laughs> thing, thing on the menu. Cheapest thing on the menu, We're currently in a... In a Thai restaurant? It's Thai, yeah. It's Thai. Playing some hardcore. Some prawn crackers and a, and a soft drink. <laughs> some hardcore techno music in the background. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I this is loud enough. I think it is. So since that like that night in Club One Thousand and One, uh-huh. what the fuck has been going on? <laughs> I mean, I know I know a few things about what you've been up to. Yeah. Um, and I've been to see you and I saw you in home at the National, which is fucking awesome. Oh. I don't think I saw you afterwards. No. But I um, you were chatting to someone, I think, and I was, I, I get. I'm like the worst actor for that kind of uh, okay. what post show chat. Yeah, I don't want to like yeah. interrupt people. Okay, fair enough. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry for existing. And I felt like I hadn't seen you for ages, and I was like, well, maybe she won't even recognise me. Oh no! <laughs> she could have just like give me a massive bear hug. Yeah, it <laughs> confused me. I could have spent a good like five seconds being like, oh, I know this guy, but I can't remember yeah. how. I've got in trouble for that before. I have this to me all the time. <laughs> I'm really bad with names and faces. Oh, God. Sometimes I have fully fetched conversations with people about like what they're up to, how their family are, like <laughs> what's going on with their job. And I'm like, cool, see you later then, bye. Yeah, but I've left like... and gone, I have no idea who that person is. <laughs> it's really bad. You must meet quite a lot of people. I think that's it. You do so many gigs and stuff. Yeah. Maybe I just don't care about other people yeah, as no. much as I care about myself. That's, Maybe that's what it is deep down. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way of getting what you want and where you yeah. need to go. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, but for me, I mean, because then I went to Guildhall after that and yeah. never heard of anyone again. Although I did hear your name quite a lot at Guildhall. because really? of Yeah, because of... Uh, Bella, Bellatrix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Billy Boothroyd, I don't know if you yeah. know. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, because you did the, um, you used to do the Shlomo thing, right? Sort of, yeah. It's died down a lot, but there are occasional gigs. Yeah. I feel like I saw you while we were at Guildhall at the Underbelly or something in... Yeah, the vocal orchestra. The yeah, the vocal orchestra. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, so that's another place I saw you without you seeing me. I just, no, you've just been, been creepily watching, watching for me for years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but like I have been because I'm so fascinated by your like journey. Because mm. um, well, I I think bit sorry we'll shut up in a second. No. Um, but you know, going to National Youth Theatre and stuff like that in my mind was like, oh, everyone here just wants to be an actor. And I was still quite like sheltered and, um, but like you know, I didn't know that there was more that people were doing, yeah, and or people could do or you know, um, so then seeing you do all sorts of different stuff has been awesome. <coughs> um, so yeah, tell me about your life. Well, I've just been really lucky. Like that's one been one of the main reasons I have, I suppose, have been able to have a fully. Um, a full artist career without having to have any sort of side jobs or anything yeah. is basically down to the beatboxing thing because yeah. there are hundreds of thousands of actors and I'm yeah, the same yeah. I was a big fish in a small pond yeah, yeah that's the one oh, down back <laughs> in Devon mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's why I went to I went to Leeds to study theatre and I was like great I'm really good at drama you know I'm yeah, good at beatboxing thing I'm pretty cool you get to Leeds and there's <laughs> hundreds of other actors yeah, and I started auditioning for things and I was didn't get anything and yeah. I sort of did that really stubborn like wow I don't want to be an actress anyway <laughs> yeah, <fuck laughs> yeah. And you suddenly realize it's really competitive so I thought well maybe I'll keep going with this beatboxing thing yeah because that, that seems to be quite a unique thing I've got going yeah, yeah. I'm not really planning on having a f- career out of it um, but I knew a few people that weren't earning money from it and yeah. doing quite good gigs so I started doing loads of open mic nights and stuff in Leeds and the vocal orchestra was one of the first sort of professional gigs I got amazing and um in fact, one of the biggest gigs I ever did was at the South Bank in front of 2,000 people Yes. with Shlomo and the Vocal yeah, Orchestra. Yeah, I came and to I, that. I'd only been beatboxing for about a year, two years. Jesus Christ. And I remember thinking, whoa, <laughs> maybe I'll just put this acting stuff on hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue with the beatboxing. And then a few years later, I started getting more sort of acting jobs as a beatboxer or through yeah. beatboxing. And that's how Home came about. Yeah, yeah. Because my character communicated via beatbox. Yeah, it was so cool. It was cool. I wasn't sure if it was going to work at all. No, I did. Totally. I just thought, like, I'm going to be the laughing stock of this piece. Like, no, no one's going to get it. I'm going to be the weird girl, like, grunting in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. People loved it. Yeah. Um, I guess Nadia Fall was an amazing director. Yeah. She had, you know, it was her idea. To, to make that a thing. Yeah, man. And then I got an agent from that. Fucking and, sweet. You know, acting stuff has still been slow, but because I'm not like desperate to have a career yeah, in acting and have the job, like, I don't know, it's, it's not my life. Yeah. I kind of am alright with being unemployed in the acting side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't have beatboxing, I would probably be a complete, like, Will it, insecure mess. No. <laughs> I mean, like, like we all are. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I think, like, that's something that we. <laughs> that we overlook quite a lot and, and is finding that like thing that you have mm. um, because quite like I've been involved in quite a bit of comedy lately and you notice that um, you know a lot of stand up a lot of guys a lot of people that you see on comedy shows on TV if you look into them and what they what they do and what they've been up to then they're like you know they've been slugging it out in the stand up world for, for years mm-hmm. and, and they've made a name that way creating their own work and then someone has come to them and gone oh you'd be great for this yeah like i can see you they're, they're auditioning they're like they're almost giving themselves their own auditions by you know creating their own work exactly yeah, yeah totally um, by by doing the beatboxing and by and 
you know, all the music that you're doing as well, people are going, oh, who's that? Because she, oh, she acts as well, and she can act. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really good way in that we we sort of take for granted. I think especially people who go to drama school maybe take for granted as well. It's like you know they they think we think that I don't know you've been through this particular route, so you just deserve to not to be able to walk into these rooms and get it. And then we're yeah. you know upset and confused when we don't because yeah. there are fucking millions of us. Yeah. And we're not offering anything necessarily particularly different from the other 10 guys they've seen as well. Yeah, that's what I felt like a bit guilty for a while because I was like, I didn't go to drama school and yeah. work really hard to have to get, and I've got an agent. And yeah, but you did I work hard. It just feels hard. a bit jammy. Nah, not at all. Though. Not at all. But it's just a different route. Absolutely. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I worked my ass off with beatboxing yeah. and it's got me, it got me a foot in the door. Totally. I suppose. But there are sometimes, even with the singing, like I never really trained as a singer and I know people that you know been singing since they came out the womb yeah, yeah. their life and I'm like oh, I'll teach myself to sing and I'll bring out an EP well you're doing very well with it <laughs> it's doing alright yeah. yeah but I've got this constant fear that someone's going to catch me out and be like hang on a minute you're not legit in any of this <laughs> but so far it's working yeah no but I, I mean you like you say you have worked hard and it's not working hard isn't just what you know someone else the opportunities other people give us it's, it can be the opportunities that we create for ourselves and totally I think half of it is tenacity yeah. you know and having the confidence to believe in yourself and go yeah I'm worth this yeah, yeah. I can do that I know this guy who's a he's a bass player he's a DJ he's a beatboxer he's a co-founder of some big dance company he's a um, and he plays a guitar as well he composes music for shows right so I hope he doesn't listen to this <laughs> if you can think, but sort of average at all of those things he's not like incredible at yeah, any yeah. of them but yeah. he works so much because mm-hmm. he's just worked in all these different areas and he's so well connected and he networks like yeah, yeah, yeah. a mother fluffer yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at that man that's like yeah. one of my weak points that I really need to work on because it's so dry and boring so dry. and not genuine and that's how it feels but I mean I guess if you if you have an aim or something with that then maybe it is a bit more genuine <laughs> like if you were to do a show yeah so you get your agent to bring someone that's yeah. networking but that's okay that's the idea you wouldn't just turn up to some some people just follow all the press parties around well don't that's they? it yeah which fine good good for them and some people get somewhere um, with that yeah mm. I just luckily I haven't had to do that yeah, yeah. so I can't really have an opinion on it but yeah. it's part of it that does make me cringe a little bit but gotcha. that's part of it yeah man otherwise they're not going to know who you are that's true yeah yeah um, so with the singing stuff as well, because that seems mm. to be what's most prominent right now, is it? Am I, am I right yeah. in thinking that? So what, I'm fo- what I'm focusing on most at the moment. Yeah. So that happened because I was beatboxing, I was entering beatboxing competitions and talent competitions, and I got spotted by this producer yeah. who said, come to the studio, um, we can write some songs together. And I had a genuine fear of like singing. I sung on my own, yeah, yeah. but not really in front of people. So I think I sung, got the guitar and sung some Amy Winehouse cover. Yeah, yeah. And I was so nervous, I was shaking. She was, oh, you've got a good voice. Yeah, let's write a song. And then from then on, we just started writing. And I was like, right, I'm going to teach myself to sing then. And, just, and then I started doing gigs as a singer. I just kept thinking to myself, like, what is the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, someone will go, you should give this up, you're awful. Or I'll keep doing it and I'll learn and I'll get better. And yeah. that's what happened. But unfortunately, that relationship with that producer didn't work out and yeah. after like four years of working on loads of material 
Um, it got to the point where lawyers got involved and rights of songs and all that sort of boring legal stuff. So I ended up uh, not releasing any of that music. Yeah. Ending my relationship with her, which was kind of like my only contact to the music industry, I felt, and completely starting from scratch. So that's what I've done for the past year. How Um, much music did you have? About 30 songs. Holy shit. And you can't touch any of them. I got the rights to about eight of them in the end, but the condi- if I was to put them out, that producer would benefit from it so much. Yeah. It's almost... And, it, and I also got to the point where I was like, it's not even that good music anymore. It's the music I wrote when I was very underconfident. And yeah. It was that producer's voice, really. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't really me. And now, I'm, so I was terrified. I was like, well, maybe I can't do. I can't write songs without them in the room. Yeah, yeah. So this, like last year, I've been writing, fully writing my own stuff, um, and I just feel like so much more ownership over it. And haven't got a manager. Haven't got a label. It's literally just me crowdfunding yeah. and working with producers and songwriters that are willing to work for free. Yeah. And that's the stage I'm at now. That was like the tweet, or I saw you tweet that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, that's what made me want to talk to you about it because you, you, uh, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, um, wasn't aware that you'd had that whole period with um, the producer and, and mm. writing songs. And I, I think, feel like I probably did actually. I, I remember, I have followed you quite. Well, I never really publicised it because I always knew that, like, it wouldn't become a thing until, you know, I was, I didn't want to, like, blow my own trumpet and be like, I'm writing these amazing songs, I'm bringing out an EP, and then it never actually happened. Maybe maybe deep down I knew that it wasn't going to happen, but now I've got no one pulling the strings, it's I'm in control of everything, I'm starting to promote it a bit more. Yeah. And I feel confident that it's it represents me. Yeah, man. So I did keep it quiet for about four years. Yeah. Jesus. And how is that like doing all of it? Because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really and hard. Do you have much guidance from like peers or? I've basically just learned from past mistakes, mm-hmm. um, even down to the things that like my logo. Yeah. The first logo I had, I didn't know anything about logos or graphic design. I just went, what font looks good? Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. And it was this weird, like, heavy metal, like, blood dripping, grey savage. Doesn't go with me or my vibe at all. But yeah, I went, yeah, that's cool, yeah. And now I went, okay, I'm going to think about branding and I'm going to think about colour schemes and yeah. how will that fit with my press shot and um, I, all that stuff. The kind of thing a sort of manager has to, yeah. would think about normally for an artist, I suppose. Yeah. An artist that doesn't really know themselves. Even down to things of like merchandise, you have to contact the manufacturer and figure out how much that would cost to get made and how much you sell it for. Getting vinyl made, like getting small cups, small runs of vinyl is really difficult. Right. I didn't know that at all. No, why is that? Because um, they have to be like mass pressed. Right, yeah. I don't really know the proper science behind it. Yeah, Basically, yeah. if you do them small runs, they have to individually do each vinyl. So I'm getting 25 vinyls and it's costing me five six hundred quid so i have to sell them at really high price that was my mistake i didn't know anything about vinyls i thought yeah i need about 25 great and then people started ordering them and i looked into prices afterwards and went oh god it's gonna cost me loads of money but i'm just yeah learning as i go along and luckily i know a lot of my friends who are musicians yeah 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 I watch them and I see what works and what doesn't work and we have conversations about who's using the best PR company and is it a waste of money and a lot of it's a gamble and there's no one journey in music that fits, the one size fits all. Everyone gets there in a different way. Some people are like 10, 20 years down the line bringing out their 
tenth album, that's when it hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people have only been singing for a couple of years. They get signed straight away when they're fourteen. You and just got to stick at it, I guess, right? Stick at it and know why you're doing it. Yeah. And why are you doing it? Because <laughs> I don't think I could do anything else, yeah. really. I mean, I sometimes do jobs in, like I'm teaching. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. So and I love that once a week, yeah. which is great. But I am there and I thank God. I'm so glad that this isn't my full-time job. Yeah, like yeah, I taught yeah. in a school yesterday. It was amazing. The kids were so cute. It was like year three, four, five, six. Right teaching beatboxing four hours of like shouting at kids to be quiet it was really fun (laughs) and we all had a laugh and they learned some beatboxing at the end of the day I was exhausted and I was like this is why I do music (laughs) because you just get to be creative and fun and mess around and play and play you just get to be a big kid and I would love to do that for as long as possible yeah hell yeah I'm down. Yeah, do without. That. But the only annoying thing is, is when it becomes too like self-obsessed. Like, yeah, I'm constantly promoting myself and my own music, and I've right. got my face on my CD and yeah. my name on my <laughs> on my stickers, and it's just like me, me, me. Well, you are the brand, right? I so. know. And it gets to a point where you go. God, shut up, Grace. <laughs> like I get annoyed at myself for tweeting all the time. And yeah, but I mean, it's good though because clearly it works. Because I've been it does work. You know, I've stayed up to date and ish with what you're doing. And yeah, and it's really I and find penetrating it really your mind. You are, man. And it, but also like inspiring me. Like when when I see you saying, I'm, mm. you know, doing all this stuff and I've done it. It is possible to do it all on your own. It's it's those little messages from people. I think that. We don't necessarily think about the time, but I guess through doing this podcast and stuff, like looking for the inspiration, I, I was like, God, it's great that you. Mm. Someone is going to look at that and go, she's she's doing it and she's great, so I can. I yeah, can, yeah. You know, and and, and then we're going to completely overpopulate the business and we'll all be fucked. <laughs> um, inspiring too many people. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do get worried about that. There's lots of these like young amazingly talented beatboxers yeah, like yeah. YouTube stars basically got yeah. millions of views on YouTube I was talking to this about my friend the other day I was like we're not going to have any jobs like, they're so much better than we are <laughs> like, they're going to figure us out soon nah. but she was saying yeah. like yeah but we've got skills where we go into primary schools and teach kids yeah. or we can talk to a, a crowd on stage uh, and yeah. we can command a show we can write songs like these kids are amazing beatboxers but it's not necessarily going to mean that they yeah. have a long-term career out of it yeah absolutely i was like yeah yeah you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're cool we're good. yeah we're fine we're fine because <laughs> in the early days there was only like of the first sort of generation of beatboxers i reckon there's only about 10 or 15 like, of that old like 10 years ago kind yeah, of yeah. that sort of class yeah um and they're all working really well but they're all working in loads of different areas yeah like doing different things multi-skilled multi-skilled yeah you kind of have to be yeah Uh, this guy called Reap Swan he's like a chess champion what yeah he's an incredible visual artist so he's always putting on like amazing exhibitions amazing he was teaching at Harvard University the other day like he's doing lots of like science stuff with MRI scans looking at the brain while you're beatboxing and oh wow because he's just he's just an artist he's not just a beatboxer yeah 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 totally Lots of people are. Yeah, I think so. I don't think actors are just actors. They're they're creative people. Well, that was a part of the whole point of doing this thing, because this podcast, because I I feel like sometimes we can get stuck in that. Like, Mm. we're like, I'm an actor, and and, no, I don't, I shouldn't have to go and do this or that or whatever, you know, and and Mm. get on this high horse uh, about ourselves and our career. Mm. Um, But acting, being an actor is so much more than acting. 
Yeah. Um, I think. And, you know, I'd, I'd consider you an actor because of some of the work that you've done. Or, A, I'd consider you a creative rather than, you know, and myself, I think, a creative rather than just an actor or a beatboxer yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because they all inform, all these skills inform each other in different exactly. ways. And you're, you know, you're representing life. Yeah. So you got to go and totally. live life. Oh yeah, man. Fucking Yeah. But no. nothing against like the purest attitude Not either. at all, no. I think that's totally... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's something that's working for... for yeah, some, exactly. You've got to find what works for you. Totally, yeah. And... Um, and I do think, yeah, for me personally, and in, in this time, like being just an actor is not, or thinking of myself as just an actor is not necessarily beneficial to yeah. and going to help me move forward. Mm. Um, and it's all about, and it's fucking fun to like try different things out and totally. you know experience new, try and learn new skills and gain experience. <coughs> in different ways it yeah. opens you up and then you become better at acting yeah. or whatever you know mm. um, but yeah so for you now is it is are you um, now I've just like not put a soul in a box what what do you class yourself at this moment in time are you a musician because I listen to some of the tracks and there's there's not a huge amount is there that, I mean there's yeah no not really no I kind of want to separate my... I just kind of want to have like three different identities, I suppose, under the Grey Savage umbrella. Mm. <laughs> Branding term there. Yeah, baby. Like the beatboxing stuff, the music stuff, and the acting stuff. Sometimes yeah. they cross over each other, but I'd love to, for example, do some TV that had nothing to do with beatboxing, because a yeah. lot of my acting has had beatboxing yeah, sure. in it somewhere. I'd love to just... Does, that, does that irritate you? Uh, no, not at all. Because no. I think... I just need to get something... Get something now that separates me from that. Same with the music. Like yeah. everyone probably knows me more as a beatboxer. Yeah. But and there's I've got a lot of beatboxing sort of content yeah. on YouTube and all that sort of stuff. But bringing this EP out that has no beatboxing, some people might come across Grace Savage for the first time as the songs, yeah. and then later go, oh, she also does this and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think without sounding too sort of cynical, I think the higher up you go in the music industry in terms of getting managers and labels and mm-hmm. people interested they're kind of put off by the beatboxing right um, why do you think that because people still sort of see it as this gimmicky thing that they don't really understand right and right. until you've seen like how amazing it is and can yeah. be live and how like musically creative gotcha. I think it's amazing oh yeah a lot of like industry people hear beatboxer female beatboxer and they'll sort of go Oh. G- yeah, okay. And I've been told that. Like, really? Not that I necessarily believe everything everyone tells me, no, but there is some truth in it. And I don't sort of want to hide behind the beatboxing trick yeah, yeah, sure. anymore. And also, I always want to push myself to learn and do different. I've been beatboxing for 14 years now. I know. <laughs> Which is like half my life. Yeah. And I, and I sort of go, I kind of feel like I've done what I can do with that. I've established yeah. myself as that. I want to challenge myself more. And it'll always be there. And it'll always be there. And when I, whenever I perform live my music, I'll always include the beatboxing. Yeah. But it's just a difference of 
promoting myself as Grace Savage beatboxing champion yeah. and just Grace Savage people can find out when they come and see a live show that I also beatbox like a musician that plays a guitar yeah. treat it as like an instrument kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 absolutely but I might change my mind in a year <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah absolutely and that's no, but, fine as well yeah. yeah but for now I want to focus on songwriting and yeah music amazing do you, do you think that you just reminded me then I went to this uh, kind of talk panel thing the other night with some comedians mm. Um, and it was called What Women Want, uh, and it, it was, I think that was an abbreviation. It was called like What Women Want is to be one of the guys or something. And they were talking a lot about um, being a female comedian and how how that is even a thing to say female comedian. It is like a, should just be a comedian. It should just be a comedian, right? Yeah. Do, do you do you experience a lot? I don't really know. What I'm asking something about sex. Um, do, do you um. Do you get any, like, has it affected you in a negative way? Not in a negative way. Well, Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, no, no. What I, I'm trying to get at. I know what you're trying to get at. There are only probably about three or four female beatboxers in the country. Right. So, yeah, it's fair enough saying I don't want to be called a female beatboxer, just call me a beatboxer. But yeah. actually, when there's only four of you, it is one of your defining features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. I'm kind of okay with people saying I'm a female beatboxer. yeah. yeah. Um, I was just interested to hear your and take And eventually on it. we'll get to the point where we are just beatboxers yeah. and MCs, yeah. not femcs. Is that a thing? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and then you have like actor and actress. That was a big thing, wasn't yeah, it? Now exactly. everyone's an actor. Yeah, yeah. And slowly, like with language, it's quite a powerful thing. Yeah. And you start sort of reminding people that you don't need to have put the female prefix on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's just people's acknowledgement that it's something unique and different. And yeah. Oh, you're a female beatboxer. Yeah, okay. So yeah, in, in the beatboxing kinda, world, it is kind of unique. Very unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Less so now, there are more girls doing it. Yeah. Um, but I've never had any negativeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New word there. Yeah. Um, for me. the fact that I'm a female beatboxer, I think it's always worked in my favour, really. Yeah. But it does make you think, I have to be even better. I have to be really good. Right, right. Because right. you don't want to, like, female, people that say women aren't funny for yeah, female comedians. Yeah. Well, this was the whole Women can't beatbox. Yeah. Actually, me and Belle, um, who's one of the other female beatboxers, yeah. have twice now won the team championship yeah, title I've it. it's and great. beat the guys twice. Yeah. When we first, the first time we won, People didn't like it. I remember, the guys yeah. were up against. You paid the judges, or all you did was do some weird singing stuff and blah blah. Yeah. And after a while, you start to believe it. You go, God, did we just win because we're women? Was it like a pity vote? So we were like, Well, we have to enter again this year, and we won twice. Yeah. And that kind of shut people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that classic saying of, as a woman, you have to work twice as hard to be seen as half as good. Yeah. And. It's kind of good motivation. She's like, I yeah, really I want to so. prove to these guys that, you know, girls can be as good. Um, I just found all the male beatboxers, all my mates are just totally cool and inclusive and doesn't even yeah. enter, we don't never talk about gender. Yeah. It's only slightly the younger generation I've seen coming up that have been like, haven't really liked it. And YouTube comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, can't avoid them. Yeah, I did read some massive thread that I remember you. I remember when you got some negative feedback from that. Not negative feedback, but some assholes. Was it someone even in the competition who said something about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. A, he was 18 though. Right, right, right. And he was a semi-professional footballer, and oh. this is his excuse. He was like, "I just, I'm really competitive, and I hate losing." And 
for us. But really, really nice to our face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, hugs and smiles. And then online, exactly, was like it's easy, that saying all this trash. Yeah. And I got into a, like a YouTube war, yeah. comment war with him. I feel like I've read it. Like, I have Grace, this what are you doing? You're a grown woman. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I was just like, how dare you? Like, yeah, no, not graciously, just accept that you lost to two two girls. Yeah. And I just thought it couldn't have, and that was the, probably definitely was the fact that we were women yeah. that made it worse. Yeah, shit. But it's great that you um, are, you know, although some of these, um, like that, what was that phrase you just said? Women have to work twice as hard as men to be half seen as half as good. Seen as half as good. Yeah. It's great that you see that as, I mean, it is a negative comment, but it, it, at least you. I don't know. You you seem to have the the wisdom to go to make that into a positive thing and use it to. Yeah, well, you can't sit around crying about it. It's the way the yeah. world is right now. Yeah. You know, you acknowledge that there is an imbalance of power, and you work your ass off to try and change that. Yeah. That's all you can do. That's really. all you gotta do. Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Do you, Do you think? Uh, have you, how much time have you got? Have you, you, got five minutes. Okay, cool. Mm. Um, so quickly, do you, right now you're working without managers and yeah. that kind of thing with the music stuff. And I saw you just did a video out in Poland as well. Mm. How's that? Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only I went to Poland for pictures. like a day. Yeah, but that's the amazing thing. Like a few years. Well, maybe more like 10 years ago a music video would have cost about 100 grand yeah. no matter who you were really yeah, yeah. but now everyone's got such amazing technology and yeah. I paid for that a whole video of lighting designer director of photography makeup location everything was two grand what the which is uh, yeah and that was crowdfunded through Pitch oh, yeah, Music yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is ridiculous for the quality of the music video what it is yeah. you can do so much now is the video out? no, no. it's coming out in a couple of weeks ok cool yeah great um do you think I look forward to seeing it do, do you think that you um, will need to sort of take on these managers and things as you climb um, I'd really like a manager <laughs> right okay but it's that thing of like how desperate do you want to seem do you start sending out your stuff to everyone and going please manage me or yeah. do you sit around and sort of let your work speak for itself and wait for them to come to you yeah I've never really known the answer to that no it's a tough one isn't it um, I'm lucky luckily I've got a lot of sort of mentors I suppose yeah. who are well placed in yeah. the industry who I regularly meet for advice and I email them and just out of the goodness of their own heart yeah. they give me advice on things amazing so I'm sort of getting by just doing that for now that's quite important so to have a lot of people out there that are willing to help yeah definitely that's and you should never be too scared to reach out for that help, I guess, never. as well. Because I find yeah. myself in that position sometimes where even, like, close friends who are doing really well in the acting world. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, I go, like, oh, I don't want them to think that I'm just trying to, you know, get something from them because yes. they're my friend or whatever. And I stop yeah. myself from just asking for advice. Yeah. Um, which is my own issue that I need to deal with. But yeah, like, I think you'll find people are willing to. Yeah. Because it makes them feel important too. Absolutely. And people yeah. love to feel important. <laughs> That's it. You want some advice from me? Sure. <laughs> Come on, I'll buy you a coffee and tell you about how great I am. 
<laughs> oh, so, so the aim is to sort of, you know, acquire those things. But right now you are smashing it on your on your ones. So I'm doing all right on my own. It would be really nice to have a little bit of extra help. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm surviving. Yeah. See how it goes. Clearly, you get to a certain stage where you do sort of need someone to go. Okay. Here's some. I'll book all your gigs for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I'll Take give you. I'll give you some funding so you can go and do the next EP. So you don't yeah. have to do it yourself. That would be really nice. Yeah. But I'm not going to go around begging for it. Yeah, sweet. So we'll see. Good for you, man. Yeah. Um, t- have you got any gigs coming up or anything that I can try and get people to? Well, I got. Oh well, I will be doing an EP release. Amazing. Um, launch gig. Cool. But I don't know the venue yet. It will be tenth of June. Tenth of June. An unconfirmed venue. Okay. Well, when you do know the venue, let me. Yeah, that's fine. That'll be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me know, and I'll like post about it and do a little shout out. Yeah. But um. That'd be cool. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, Grace. Thanks. I hope the music wasn't too loud. Yeah. No, I'll sort it out later. Okay. Post. Yeah. (laughs) There you go, ladies and gents. That was Grace Savage. She is fucking awesome, as you can probably tell. Um, It was really nice to catch up with Grace. We haven't seen each other for a long time, so it just felt like a catch-up. And, you know, talking about her journey is so inspiring, and the way she's doing it all on her own is brilliant. And I think you probably agree with that. Um, So thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow Grace underscore at, or sorry, at underscore Grace Savage on Twitter. Check out her Facebook page. Check out her website, gracesavageofficial.com. And yeah, man, be cool. And I'll see you next week. Oh, got my last few shows this week. So next time I speak to you, I'll have finished doing the run of my shows for Hidden. If you can catch it, come down to Colchester, the Mercury Theatre, Friday and Saturday this week. Eight o'clock show on Friday, I believe. And then we've got like a matinee, which is probably around three-ish, I imagine. And then we have another eight o'clock show that night. I believe we're also doing a QA and a after the show. It's really important play it's really good i i'm so happy with it and proud of the work that we've been able to do so please if you can come down and catch that um i do have a comedy gig as well uh, the first proper one it's not until a bit later in may but i think i can't exactly remember but i'll post about it um it's at the comedy night in seven dials produced by jimmy fury fury Fer. sorry jimmy and yeah Stay tuned for other cool shit. Big love. Catch you soon. Peace. Twas a life gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. 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 fun.